Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. So we all know the argument for interest rates going down. That's my base case. You look at the yield curves, what the bond market is predicting. We're most likely going to have a hard landing where the Fed is going to have to drop interest rates. Who knows? They might even have to drop them back down to zero. And that takes the whole curve down, even the 10-year and the 30-year. But there is other reasons why I think interest rates will go down in the future. And it's very basic. <laughs> In fact, I think one of the main reasons they'll go down is because central bankers are always wrong. Check this out. Let's go over to a story from CNBC. and You'll see exactly what I'm referring to. Title, Bank of England bond sales creating a selling gold at the bottom moment, according to strategists. Now, I didn't even realize the Bank of England did this back in the late 90s. But you guys, I'm sure, are, are, are fans of gold, just like I am. So you kind of remember that prior to a late, uh, or excuse me, prior to early 2000s in that commodity super cycle, gold was just getting pummeled. I mean, from 1980 to, let's just call it 1999 or so, gold was basically straight down. And actually, Josh, if you could do me a favor while I'm talking, if you could pull up a chart of the price of gold, just nominal price is fine. Just going back to like the 1970s to today's date. And you'll I, I want to show the viewer exactly what I'm referring to. But uh, according to this article, what happened is right at the bottom when gold was like, let's say $200 an ounce or something like that. The Bank of England sold like 400 tons <laughs> because they thought that gold was going to zero and no one's ever going to want it again. And, oh, that's just, uh, oh, what did uh, Keynes call it? Just a, a, a barbarous, a barbaric relic, or uh, maybe uh, Krugman called it that or something. And so this was the idea. And, of course, as soon as they sell that 400 metric tons of gold, what was the price due? Yeah, it launches. You can look at the chart right here, George. Okay, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. So let's see. Going back to the 90s, uh, no, is that inflation adjusted? Yeah, you, nominal, Josh, nominal. No, 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 go back, go back, go back. Just that, yeah, click, click the little inflation. There you go, there you go, there you go. Okay, so uh, then zoom in from 1980 to today's date. So this is probably right 1970. No, 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 this is, look at the bottom, you can see the date. There you go, there you go. So we've got 1990 here, and you can see it just going from 1980 going all the way down to 2000 and then in 2000 it just rips higher and gets up to that high which was in like 2012 or something of uh, i remember it being like at least 1800 an ounce if not more and so what's funny is right you know prior to 2000 that's exactly when the bank of england sold this 400 tons which was a, a large percentage of the amount that they owned. So now let's get back to the article here. And the point is that now the Bank of England is selling all of their bonds. Well, you guys know from watching my videos, it is common sense, that there's an inverse relationship between the yield and the price. I get that. That might not be commonsensical. I shouldn't say that. But uh, you guys probably know well that there's this inverse relationship. So if the yield is going up, the price is going down. If the yield is going down, then the price is going up. So the fact that the Bank of England right now is selling all of these bonds, the ideas are doing the exact same thing that they did with gold, that they're selling at the low price. And then from here, the price will go up. Therefore, the yield will go down. Let's get to the key talking points here. We'll go over the details and then see if we can connect dots there and kind of uh, – 
uh, estimate probabilities based on what they're doing. Okay, among all the central banks, Bank of England has been the most aggressive in selling bonds. So you guys know that the Fed isn't really selling bonds. They're just letting them roll off their balance sheet. They might be selling some mortgage-backed securities, but with the treasuries, just letting them roll, where it seems like the Bank of England and some of these other central banks are actually proactively selling them even before they hit maturity. So they're having to take this massive loss. It's basically Silicon Valley Bank, but yet at the central bank level. Next talking point, yields on benchmark 10-year gilt rose from 2.99 in early February to a 13-year high of 4.75 mid-August. Now, what they don't point out is that that's, of course, when the central bank was raising rates. So I would argue that, okay, it's true that there. It, this shows maybe less demand, more supply, something like that. But it also, you've got to consider the fact that the Bank of England is raising rates and uh, that this is giving borrowers, or excuse me, uh, lenders, someone who's buying the, the gilts, the option at the front end of the curve to maybe get an even higher interest rate. So the fact that the interest rates at the long end have not gone up as much, I would argue, is actually indication of significant demand. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Let's get back to the article here. They say, in our view, the actions of the BOE could again mark the bottom of the market, just like it marked the bottom of the market in gold. So we get it. They talk about how they did all this QE. 189, uh, or excuse me, 1.12 trillion UK bonds on those gilts. This QE, you guys get it. The Bank of England did the exact same thing. But now they say the selling bonds on this scale has never been done before, nor has it been tried when the bond market has to digest the ramifications of high inflation, substantial rate hikes. It, but I see, I would argue is that's another reason why rates will most likely come down. The bond market is telling you they are even in England. Because look at this, look at all the supply unprecedented supply of gilts hitting the market. Plus you have all of this high inflation. So I think instead of saying how on earth could rates have gone from 2.99 up to 4.75, I would say how on earth can interest rates still be at 4.75 based on all this, they should be at eight. They should be at nine, uh, especially considering the fact that the BOE I don't know right off the top of my head, but I would assume has the front end of the curve, their overnight rate higher than the 4.75, uh, imply, which would mean their curve was inverted just like ours. But getting back to the article, our analysis suggests the reduction has been the equivalent of 7.5% of all outstanding government debt 
But again, I think that's an argument for <laughs> there being a lot of demand and therefore the market telling you that interest rates are most likely going down in the future. But I guess that would be consistent with the theme of the article, meaning that they are selling at the bottom as far as the price uh, being at the lows before the prices start going back up, meaning interest rates start going back down. So they're looking at this as maybe an investment opportunity, these fund managers, okay, so the next meeting that they have is September 21. So we'll have to see. I just read today that the that Germany is really, really suffering, and they are officially in a recession. But I don't know if the UK has got to that point yet where the central planners would actually admit the economic problems that they have caused have put them into a recession, although I think that's the direction that they're headed. And so then there's an interesting quote here at the end, given our experience so far as a very rough indication of scale bank staff estimate that the one off additional 80 billion of QT relatively relative to expectations is likely to increase 10 year gilts by less than 10 basis points. And it didn't really have that much of an impact. So bottom line is the central bank is always wrong or almost always wrong. And uh, they hit the bottom of the gold market. And uh, I would agree with this article that they're likely hitting the bottom of the bond market. And uh, although you could see a few more interest rate hikes, likely scenario will probably be lower than they are today. Government spending is up. The debt, their interest rates, there's so much more supply. Right. But you could have said that two years ago. And we got to remember that prior to the Cerveza sickness, the U.S. debt, nominal debt, was roughly $22 trillion. I don't have the chart, but that's right off the top of my head. It was ballpark. Now, since 2020, we'll say, in the last three years, the debt of the United States has gone up by $10 trillion. $10 trillion. In other words, it's gone up by almost 50%. 50%. Just let that sink in for a moment. But yet, at that same time, that the national debt, meaning supply of treasuries, has gone up by 50%. The Fed has done QT which would increase the supply even further than it otherwise would be. And the Fed has increased interest rates. And you say, yeah, George, but the 10-year treasury has gone from, call it 50 basis points, up to 4.2. You're right, but look at what Fed funds has done. Fed funds has gone to 5.25. So with all of that headwind for the 10-year treasury yield, as far as the price, it's still 100 basis points lower than Fed funds. And that, why that's important is because these investors that are buying the 10-year trading uh, this demand, they could be buying at the front of the curve and getting 100 extra basis points. So why aren't they doing that? Because they see the economic storm clouds that we talk about on this channel all the time. They've got Biff's Almanac. Remember that whiteboard video that I did where these financial insiders, they see the end game here. They see the probabilities and they're out there buying the long end of the curve, even though they could get 100 extra basis points by buying a one-month treasury, for heaven's sakes, and just rolling it over. And you don't have any of that risk, but they're still going out long into the curve because they want the price appreciation because they know the real probabilities that the Fed in 2024 and the global central banks will most likely be taking China's lead, and that's lowering rates, not raising rates. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market to capitalism. And if you want to see more stories just like this, very important stories from Friday, Josh will put a playlist right here. 
and we'll see you on the next video.